Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. We are starting a new series today. And it's called Relationship Restart. And we're super excited about it. It's the month of February. We're kind of focused on relationships. We're we're not going to be just talking about relationships with a husband or wife, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a significant other. We are going to be talking about every relationship in our life. And the way that I see relationships is we have a vertical relationship with our Father, our God, the Father. We have a horizontal relationship with all the people in our life. And then we have this relationship inside of us that we kind of forget about, but it's the relationship we have with ourselves. Am I crazy? I think we, we have a self-talk. We talk to ourselves and we tell ourselves things. So we do have this relationship inside of us as well. But we're going to be just talking about relationships in general. So as I was uh, finding out yesterday after we got home from the doctor that Rodney had the flu and he would not be speaking today, uh, I pulled out my computer and I started working on uh, a talk that I would give you today. And so as I'm working, I've got all these things open. I don't I don't know if anybody else is like me. I have a gazillion million emails, you know, that are number on my on my desktop, and I have quite a few pages open, things I'm working on, throwing it all together. I am a creative. I do like to be organized, but I, it does get a little crazy sometimes. So I'm sure I was maxing out my computer, and so I'm working on this talk, and all of a sudden I see it. You know what it is? The spinning wheel of death starts spinning on my computer. It's that rainbow wheel, that beautiful rainbow wheel that just starts spinning and never stops. And so I did what every non-professional does. I push that start button and just praying, oh Lord Jesus, not, don't let me lose everything. I've just worked so hard on. And sure enough, after a few seconds of prayer and the computer working, it goes black and then it says, it gives me the option of the restart or the shutdown, right? The restart or the shutdown. Well, I'm here to tell you today, we're going to be talking about that restart in our relationships. But I also want to just give you a little information of how important it is that you restart your computer. I did some research on that yesterday. There are multiple reasons why you're supposed to restart your computer or phone once a week. Did you know this? Okay, I'm teaching you something. Of course, you know that, girl. You know everything. Yeah, you're amazing. Okay, so we restart the phone, computer, once a week. And it's for a good cause because it helps you in retaining memory. It helps preventing crashes. Nobody wants a crash. It helps your computer run more smoothly, and it gives you prolonged battery life. Okay, are we good? You learned something. You're dismissed. No, no, I'm teasing. No. But um, if you want to be happy in your life and in your relationships, don't you know we need to restart every once in a while? And uh, so we want to prevent crashes, and we want things to run smoother. But where do we start? Do we start with more money? Do we start with more pleasure, more time, more success? I mean, that's what our culture tells us we need. 
right? Well, that's not exactly how we get better at our relationships. We're going to be looking at at the life of Paul in Philippians. And if you want to be happier in life and prevent crashes in your life, and you're wanting things to run smoother in your life, we find these answers in the book of Philippians that Paul wrote. Because it's impossible to be happy in your life while your relationships are unhappy. Does anybody agree with that? We can have the best things in life. We can have fame. We can have fortune. And you see it all the time. But they're still not happy. And we're still not happy if there's something sideways in a relationship in our life. It just creeps in and it consumes us. And we can't be happy if we're not happy in our relationships in our life. So Paul starts talking about real joy and happiness in the book of Philippians, which is, by the way, a letter that he wrote when he was in prison. It was a thank you note that he was sending to the church in Philippi, and we'll learn more about them in just a minute. But right off the bat, in verses 1 through 11, he talks about how to have healthy relationships in your life. Because we have to be happy, we can't be happy without having healthy relationships in our life. We all have these, this vertical, horizontal, and this inward relationship going on. And that's why we need to restart. So let's look at the scripture, Philippians 1, 3 through 10. It says, every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I might make my requests for you with, with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. One of my favorite scriptures. So it is right I should, should feel as I do about you. For you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and in defending and confirming the truth of the good news. God knows how much I love you and I long for you with tender compassion of Christ. I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep going and growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters. So that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. In this passage, uh, Paul lays out four things that we're going to be talking about over the next four weeks. And in our restart message series, they're so simple, very simple things. But they are complex to live out in our life. Are you with me? So it's going to be easy for me to talk about them. But it was so convicting for me to write out this message because I know what I did last week. Anybody with me? So let's hear it. It's going to be simple to hear, but it's going to be complex to live out in our life. So this is what Paul wrote to us in this, in this book of Philippians. And the first key to your relationship restart is to have an attitude of gratitude. Simple, right? An attitude of gratitude. Study after study links together gratitude to happiness. It's been proven over and over by psychologists and sociologists and others that the more grateful you are, the more happy you are. 
the more ungrateful you are, the more unhappy you are. I'm not sure if all of that was exactly grammatically correct, but it's true, right? If you want to have good relationships, you start with an attitude of gratitude. You will be far happier and you will enjoy your relationship so much more with this attitude. And that's what Paul wrote from the very first scripture that I read to you. He said, every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. There's so much relational power in the appreciation that we have in our life. And it's a perspective that we have. Around here at Rethink Life, we're all about a new perspective brings greater, better choices and greater impact in our life. So we're talking about this whole perspective thing today. It's the way that we see things. It's the glasses in which we see things through. I could not see this paper today if I didn't have these glasses on because it gives me a new perspective. I can see it and understand it. And that's what we're going to be talking about today in this word appreciation. And I want to talk to you about three things that we can have a new perspective with, with appreciation. And the first one is appreciation establishes value. It establishes value in our life. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. The word praise, I learned, comes from a Latin word, and it means prize or price. An appraisal is praise or price, value or worth, appreciation. You know what an appraisal is, right? We live in Lake Nona. We know about the housing market. Come on. We know that we got to keep an eye on our, the value of our home, and it is determined by the appraisal that we give it. And that is where all of this comes down to this word appreciation and praise that we're talking about in this scripture. Selling of your house, you need an appraisal. The value is either appreciating or it is what? depreciating. And that's what this is all about. What does appreciation or gratitude look like in our relationship with God? Praise is to, to establish worth and value in our life. And when appreciating him, we're speaking out of the value or his worth in our life. We're saying, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me. When we come in and we worship with all that we have, we lay it all on the line. Remember this year, 2020, we're all in. Are y'all all in with us? We're all in. And we need to be all in in our praise of our Father God and of the King who's King of kings and Lord of lords in our life. The way that we worship shows our appraisal of him. Do we prize him? Do we hold him at high value and a high price, high worth in our life? Because he paid the greatest price for us. So either we're appreciating him or we're depreciating him by the way that we worship him. I'm sorry to tell you, but it's true. I hate to bring it up to you, but it's true. The Bible tells us that we enter his gates with thanksgiving and we enter his courts with praise and we give thanks to him and praise his name. So our relationship with God is based on our appraisal of him, our praise of him. Well, it's the same with us, with our relationships horizontally, with those in every person in our life. If our appreciation 
appreciation of others shows what our relationship is with them. Are we appreciating them? Are we valuing them in our world? Are we depreciating them by the way that we treat them, the things that we say, the things that we do, the thoughts that we have? Ephesians 5.20 excuse me, says, Always give thanks to the Father for every person he brings into your life. Sorry about that. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I just wonder, have you forgotten what others have done for you in your life? How easy is it for us to forget to appreciate those in our life? Maybe it's a parent. We get so busy. We got so many rocks in our jar and all the pebbles have filled it up as Pastor talked about last week. But do we take time to appreciate and show the high value and high worth and the appraisal that we have of them in our life, our parents? What about teachers that have spoken into us, coaches that have spoken into us? Are we showing appreciation to them? How about that boss that hired you? It's been a few years now. Are you still appreciating that that person hired you and gave you the job as putting the food on the table today? Do you appreciate them or are we a little negative behind the scenes? We, it makes a difference, our appraisal of people. It determines their value and worth in our life. It's easier to remember the bad things than it is to remember the good things. The truth is about Paul in Philippi, he didn't have a good time in Philippi. So you remember he wrote this letter of thank you to the church of Philippi. In fact, this was one of the roughest churches he ever started. But we don't hear that from his letter. You don't, you don't hear that in the letter, do you? You don't hear that, that tough time that he had. The fact is when Paul went to this city to start a church, he was beaten, he was whipped, he was humiliated, he was falsely arrested, he was thrown in prison, he went through an earthquake in Philippi, and then he was politely asked by the leaders just to leave the town. This is the people that he, while he was in prison, is writing a thank you note too. He had appraised them at a very high level of value in his life. He said, every time I think of you, I thank God for you. And this is the example that he's setting for us in our lives. Do we have this kind of appreciation for those around us? Maybe the person sitting next to us, how long has it been since we thought those thoughts of appreciation for them? It's so easy for life to just pass us by, to get it all done on the list, right? Check it all off. But we miss the opportunity to live with greater intention right now because God wants us to value those around us. I'd encourage you, I, I started this last year. I haven't done a great job of keeping it up. This sermon convicted me as I write it. And you know, tell you what, you step out and do something for God, he's gonna convict you to step up in leadership. But writing every day, even a few things that you're thankful for in a journal can change the perspective of your life. So take time to write it down. Every time I thank of you, I thank God for you because appreciation establishes the value of the relationships in our life. Number two, appreciation opens doors. Did you know that? 
Appreciation opens doors. I read to you Psalm 100 verse 4. It said, enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him and praise his name. Well, I love the message version. It says, enter with the password, thank you. Did you know that the password was thank you to open the door in your life? Did you know that appreciation can open doors? It is a door opener. It's a password in our life. Appreciation is a habit we have to develop. It doesn't come natural to us. We are not by, nat by nature grateful people. We are by nature actually discontented people, whether we want to admit it or not, right? We are by nature always wanting more and wanting things to be different, always wanting our way. Anybody else? Always wanting our way and many times not willing to see with the perspective of appreciation. When we first got married, did we see things a little different? When we first got that job, we, we had a different perspective. When we first met that friend that's in our lives right now, you know, I think in some ways we need to step through the door that the word, the password is thank you, and we need to re-enter the room. We need to go back and re-enter the room. When we first said yes, when we first took that job, how much we appreciated it. It was everything to us. We'd been praying for that job and God opened the door and we stepped in that door, but we need to re-enter the room and see it the way we used to see it and see it through perspective of appreciation because that's the way God wants us to live our lives. How about that marriage? Hey, I've been married 28 and a half years. You know, sometimes I have to re-enter the room and see Rodney the way I saw him 28 and a half years ago. That I could hardly wait to marry him. I loved every single thing about him. Nothing bothered me, right? But I need to re-enter the room and appreciate every single thing about him. We only have today. We're only promised today. Let's appreciate the people around us. Some of us prayed for that baby. You prayed and prayed and prayed that God would give you a child. And now that child is a teenager, right? You're like, God, what have you done? What is going on? And what's going on with my microphone right now? Uh, but we need to re-enter the room. We need to re-enter the room and be thankful for this child that God has given us that's driving us absolutely crazy. But we need to see them with appreciation. See them for the potential within them. See them as high worth and high value. We need to ask God because he will open the door. The password is thank you. The password is appreciation in our life if we want a new perspective in our life. So maybe you need to go back. Go back to what the Bible says is your first love. When you first met Jesus, do you remember? Well, maybe it's time to re-enter the room and remember again and tell him how much you love him, how much you love that you have the opportunity to live this life, this day, for this purpose and for this reason. Let's re-enter the room and be grateful in all that we have. Appreciation can open doors to closed hearts. Do you believe it? If you say thank you, if you send that text and say, hey, can we meet up? I want to have coffee with you. 
I appreciate you. God can do the miraculous things. He can open doors to closed hearts with the word thank you. It will melt the heart that is hard. And he can open doors to closed situations with appreciation. Aren't you thankful for that? In the Bible, Moses praised God before he entered into the Red Sea and the Red Sea was parted for the Israelites to walk through. He said, thank you, God. You are a faithful God. He praised God with appreciation before the miracle happened. David praised God. He said that he had to dig deep within himself when he was depressed and remind himself of the goodness of God and thankfully, thank, for thankfulness in his heart for what God had done in his life. And God gave him the breakthrough in his life. And Peter and Silas praised God in the prison. They were in chains. They praised God. They thanked God for what he was doing in their lives. And the chains fell and the door swung wide open. Because appreciation can open doors in our life that no man can shut. So we need to have appreciation in our heart. We're a peculiar people. People that are called to follow Christ are not like the norm. We challenge the norm. Let's be different. As we leave today, let's not leave it here. Come on. Let's show appreciation to the people around us that would not ever expect it. But they see us and they, know, they see a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. A light shining for Jesus because of the pre appreciation in our heart that truly can only come from his spirit within us as we humble ourselves before him. Amen? He can open the door. The same is true in our relationships. Appreciation can open doors in our lives. And the third thing is appreciation can close the door to yesterday. Aren't you thankful for that? It can close the door to yesterday. It says, every time I think of you, I thank God for you. What was he doing? He had bad stuff happen to him in Philippi. Things that we can't even fathom or imagine. We're so blessed. But Paul had some bad stuff happen to him. And he's in prison. And he says, I thank God for you. He's choosing a selective memory. He was choosing what he was going to remember. And we have that same opportunity in our life. It wasn't a happy place at all. But, God, or, but Paul said, thank you. Thank you. He chose the memories he was going to think about. When we see with the perspective of appreciation, it will help close the doors to our painful memories in our past. You know, you really can't think of more than one thing at a time. I know some of us are overachievers and think we can do it all. But truly, we can only have one thought at a time. We can only focus our mind on one thing at a time. So if we're thinking of the things that we're grateful for from our past, if we select the things that we're going to be grateful for in our memories, then we can push out the things that were so bad. Now, I'm not saying you don't need healing. You need healing. You need to let God heal you. But we cannot hang on to those things that pull us down, those memories that we're pointing the finger, why did you do that? Why did you disappoint me like that? Why did you do the thing that I, didn't, I never expected from you? Because that will hold us back from the life that we're supposed to have. Life to the full is what Jesus has come to give us. We have an accusing enemy that will remind us always 
of our past that will always bring it up to us. And we naturally go to it, but we can choose what we remember. We can choose what we remember because the appreciation can close the door to yesterday. Are you still living with those painful memories? You never let them off the hook? I'm a firstborn, and and you're supposed to go by the rules. You're supposed to do everything right. But at some point, you got to let people off the hook. Because holding them on the hook is holding me back from my future, right? We have to let go of the past, the negative things. we got to stop trying to fix people because we, we can't. We cannot fix people as much as we try, highlighting their mistakes and their shortcomings, constantly focused on our unfulfilled expectations instead of focusing on what we do appreciate about them. You know, it's easy to talk about, but it's a little more difficult to do. It's a little more difficult to do. We cannot control others. Did you know that? But we can control our perspective. We can control the attitude of our heart. James 1, 2-4 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let, produ- let perseverance Finish its work in you so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. That's a tough one. It's a good one. But we can consider the difficulties that we face. We can consider them as pure joy because God has a calling on your life. He has a purpose for you. You're here for, you're sitting in this room for a reason. God has a perfect plan for your life. But sometimes we got to consider it pure joy when we're going through some difficult things because he is growing us. He's putting us through the fire. He is helping us become all he needs us to be. So we got to say, thank you, God, for the difficulty. But I'm going to choose joy in the difficulty because I know you're making me who I need to be for you, God. And I take it. I'm going to step into my purpose and be all that you've called me to be. I'm not going to let the memories of my past hold me back. I'm going to be who God has called me to be today. And he has so much more for you tomorrow too. It's bright. It's bright. Memories are a choice. Remember the best and forget the rest. Remember the best and let's forget the rest. I'm going to say that to myself real quick. Remember the best. Don't forget the rest. Okay. Anybody with me? Woo. God got my attention yesterday. The attitude of gratitude has the power to transform your relationships. You see, that's what Jesus did for us. That's what Jesus did for us. He forgave us and he moved on offering us eternal life and hope and forgiveness and freedom. And that's what we need to do for those around us. Whether it's a spouse, a friend, a boss, no matter, maybe it's a neighbor, no matter who it is, a child, a parent, we need to remember the best and forget the rest. Let's do it today. Let's lay it at the feet of Jesus. 
in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it says, In the midst of everything, always give thanks, for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. You know, during the year, I read through the Bible, and I highly encourage you to do that. Get some sort of Bible plan on your phone. You can download the Bible app. You can get Church of the Highlands app. That's the one that I actually use to read through the Bible. It's right up at the top when you download the app. It says, read through the Bible. So I've been reading through the book of Genesis and Exodus. And I read this story of Joseph. And I, I love the story of Joseph. But it never stood out to me like it did this year. When Joseph's brothers who had thrown him into a pit, left him to die, then sold him into slavery, did the unimaginable to their brother, the unexpected, the unexplainable to their brother. And he went through so much, so much. You know what I mean? He went through the worst. But he was faithful to his God. God raised him up to be a leader. Don't you know that sometimes people can put you through the worst stuff? They can do the unimaginable to you. The unexpected and the unexplainable to you. And maybe they might come back to you one day and stand before you. Just as his brothers stood before him. They had nothing. They were in famine and they needed food. And they stood before the, their brother that they had no idea it was their brother. You know what Joseph did when he saw those men standing before him, the men that caused him the pain that he had gone through and the suffering he had gone through in his life. He walked out. He turned around. And the Bible said he wept. He went to another room and he wept. Then he washed his face and he walked back into that room and he gave them the keys to the kingdom. He forgave them. He gave them everything he had. This is the kind of God we serve that can fill us to do these things. Who set these examples before us. Maybe today you need to just step out for a second and go in the other room and work it out. Cry it out. Get it out. And then wash your face with the word of God. Wash your face with the Holy Spirit in your life. Come out clean. And let's appreciate and forgive those around us that have let us down. They haven't held up to their end of the deal. It's okay. Because it's about you and God. You're not responsible for them. You're responsible for you. So we got to follow what the Lord has called us to do. And live a life of appreciation. Have an attitude of gratitude in all that we do in all of our relationships. And pray that God will give us the strength to do it. Some of the ways we can do it, we can say it. We can write it. We can show it. Know your, the love languages of your spouse and your friends. You can show love to people. But most of all, we've just got to live it. 
There's no greater testimony than one that is lived out every single day. Every day, when you step your foot out of that bed, you step onto a platform and somebody is watching you. Your life matters. You matter. You influence somebody. Let's live a life of appreciation. Point people to Jesus. Let's pray together. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, it would mean a great deal to us if you would consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. You can click on the share button, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories. And be sure to tag us at Rethink Life Church. To learn more about our church, check out RethinkLife.com. Until next time, hey, we love you and believe the best is yet to come in your life.